0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another The War Room podcast and ECU podcast. This is your host, Big E and T-Cop. How you doing, T-Cop? Big E, what's going on, brother? Ain't nothing much, man. Good football again. Bowl games have started off and, you know, let's get... The paying, I guess, the bills if you want to call it. Today's show is brought to us by Bet Online. You know, head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code Believe Fifty to receive your bonus. That's Believe Fifty B L E A V five zero. So let's talk about Thursday night football, man. Yep, we had the Chiefs and the Chargers. And both of those are pretty solid teams. We've been talking about the Chiefs starting to get their mojo back, and I believe this victory for them actually gave them a little bit of that, more on a realistic note, because I wasn't a believer. And then for them to be able to beat a good Chargers team that's been competing all year, I feel like it basically puts them in the right direction. They're definitely trending in the right direction going towards the playoffs.
1: Give me your thoughts. They're definitely trending in the right direction. I'm looking at – what Pat Mahomes did. He threw for 410. Oh,
0: 31 for 47, 410, three touchdowns, and one interception.
1: I'm telling you, that right there, it seems like the Chiefs are getting back on their getting back on track. It looked like they're the Chiefs of the old. They're still not the Chiefs of the old. Right. But they're trending that way.
0: But I want you to think about this. They they do seem like the Chiefs of the old. And I mm-hmm. say that because Mahomes threw for four. Yep. Kelsey caught for 191. True. Ten catches for one ninety one and two touchdowns. And Hill had twelve for one forty eight and one touchdown. That's a lot like the old Chiefs. That's the old Chiefs that's right the there. Old was, Chiefs. And we say, oh, we're talking two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's them right there. Now their run game was pretty much non existent. I mean, they still gonna have to probably work on that moving towards the playoffs. Yeah. Uh being able to compete, but slinging that rock,
1: they doing that. They're doing it now. And and that's a scary team to play, especially if they get to the playoffs, which I'm quite sure they're gonna win that division. But that's not a team I want to play first.
0: No, not at all. Because yeah. you're gonna watch film from them earlier in the year, and you're not gonna get a true nope of who they are now because they weren't who they were. That, that makes sense. I know yeah. it sounds crazy, yeah. but uh, yeah, the the numbers. I mean, four ten. I mean, a that's tight a end lot. caught for one ninety one, bro. And we were just talking, we just talking about Kelsey. Just talking about Kelsey. We said a Kittle was Kittle. better, and there was some grunt. Grunt. Well, yep. I said Kittle. Kelsey, then Gronk. Mm-hmm. In I my got order. what I said. <laughs> you know, I felt like you said Gronk. Gronk. I think you said Gronk, yep. then you said Kelsey Kittle. Yeah. Or something like that. But ultimately, I mean, even when you look over at Herbert for the Chargers, he didn't have an awful day. He was 22 for 38, 236, two touchdowns, and a pick. Um, they had two decent rushers Jackson rushed for 86, and Eckler rushed for 59. Uh, Keenan Allen, he did his normal. He had 80 yards receiving, mm-hmm. but they just weren't able to basically keep up with the firepower that the the Chiefs were playing with. I mean, the yeah. Chiefs almost had 500 total yards. Uh, again, the rushing yards were non-existent. And you sit there and look at it, Have we've discussed so many times about whoever gets closest to 200 yards rushing is going to win the game. Well... The Chargers rushed for 192 and lost. <laughs> yeah. So time of possession was in favor of the Chargers. And they went to overtime. Yeah, I mean, and it's – the turnovers were even. The penalties were close to being even. Mm-hmm. It was the costly penalties at the wrong time for the Chargers that kind of messed them up. And then the Chargers also turned the ball over – what was it? Uh, they were two out of five on fourth down. Yeah. Now I imagine some of those were missed field goals or whatever the case may be. But, you know, fourth down, you got to – Convert if you're going to do it. I mean, third down efficiency was pretty even across the board. The game was pretty even. So, and it was a good game for football fans, period. Mm -hmm. But it shows you the Chiefs' firepower between their three stars, which you say Kelsey, Hill, and Mahomes. They're going in the right direction. So I feel like the Chiefs put themselves back into the conversation. They did. They They definitely did. You know, jump to Saturday night, which is, you know, a rare occurrence that Saturday night we're playing NFL football. We have the what is it, the Patriots and the Colts? Yep. And, uh, the Colts won 27-17. Anything stood out for you? Just the run game, man.
1: The run game. can uh, beat it. <laughs> he had, wasn't Taylor, he had over 100, I think he had like 129 yards rushing. You know, so he's he's still putting work in. The Pats kind of let me down because I felt like the Pats was really coming into their own. I felt like they was, they was trending in the right direction, which they still are mm-hmm. trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. This one hiccup I don't think it's going to, gonna blemish them too much, but I would like to see the Patriots beat the Colts. I would like to see that, but I see the Colts are really
0: I don't know if I want to play them either if they get in the playoffs. Right, right. And, and naturally you would think looking at that game with Carson Wentz, guess how many pass yards yeah. How many? 57.
1: <laughs> That's that's a, a great recipe for success. It is. The and fact that, that you don't is. have to throw <laughs> it. And, and
0: Taylor had 29 carries for 170, averaging six yards. 170. I said 129. My bad, yeah, Taylor. Yeah, you, you shorted my boy. Shortened Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> He rushed for 170. And, I mean, it's just insane to sit there and say they beat a team like the Patriots. Uh, and also, when the Patriots didn't score until the fourth quarter. Okay. They scored all 17 points in the fourth quarter. Okay. You know, Indianapolis was up 17 0 at half, and then they scored 10 in the second half uh to seal the game. But looking at those numbers, man, it's just crazy the fact they passed for 49 yards, man. 49. That's it. You know, Carson Wentz was a solid quarterback. One. Is he becoming a Tannehill? I don't think he's becoming a Tannehill.
1: I think I think where they're at right now as a team. They're better off running the ball because of who they have back there and their O-line. They got a good O-line. They do. And they've been having a good O-line. But I think the type of offense he's in, Mm -hmm. they don't need him
0: to throw the ball a lot. Just hand it off to Taylor. He's killing it. I just hate for them to McCaffrey him, you know, to where he gets all the touches and then next thing you know, he rolls an ankle and now that... Whole season gets altered because of that injury. Now they're sitting at eight and six. Patriots are nine and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, but you know, you look at Jones's numbers with the Patriots. He was twenty six of forty five, two ninety nine, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Those interceptions ultimately made a difference in the game because yeah. it gave us extra possessions. And When you're handing it off thirty times to one guy. Mm-hmm. And then a few times to another guy. I mean, they handed off what Wentz ran the ball eight times and Dulan ran the ball twice, which is not much, but you're still talking 40 rushes in a game. Mm-hmm. That's a lot in, a, yeah. in an NFL game these days, especially when you only ran, what, 52 plays? And how many rushes was that? 40. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's Eastern North Carolina football, <laughs> that is. high school football. That's <laughs> Wallace Rose Hill, Tarboro. Yep. That's you know that's that type of football yep. <laughs> where you run it forty times out of fifty two plays. That's that's crazy. You don't hear that often. But let's move on to Sunday. You had the Cowboys versus the Giants. The Cowboys won twenty one to six. Still nothing impressive by the Cowboys. Personally, the only thing that I would say about this game that kind of stood out that I'm like, okay, good job,
1: is. Dig is catching his 10th pick. Yeah, that's dope. I mean, I I love his
0: success he's had.
1: Yeah. I love his success. You think he got defense play of the year?
0: It's going to be tough on him. It's hard to take it away from him. It's hard to take it away from him. I mean, Micah Parsons, they can always give him rookie, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Then you have, I mean, Aaron Donald still is doing his thing. His numbers aren't crazy, but he's dominant no matter what.
1: I think you got it. He, to go he got it. You got to. Yeah, he got 10
0: of them. I mean, I wonder what his grade out is right now as a DB, like as far as his uh, – because at one point in time, he was one of the worst as far as giving up stuff early in the year, and he had all those interceptions still. Mm-hmm. So it's just like highlight, then low light. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's basically what we had with him. Feast but, you know, looking at the game, they had Pollard back. The Cowboys had Pollard back where he had 12 carries for 74 yards versus Zeke's 16 carries for 52 yards. So, again, he outperformed Zeke again which is, I mean, we're getting used to that now. Yeah. You know. It's, it's, yeah, it's Dak Prescott was 28 for 37 for 217 and a touchdown. Solid day, 11 incompletions, so, or 9 incompletions, which isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Receiving a tight end led them with rece- reception. So I feel like that's pretty cool, the fact that they're able to work the tight end into the game because mm-hmm. down the road you're going to need that when you get to the clutch. And tight ends are, I mean, ideally they're probably the In the league right now, they're one of the better receivers as far as getting the ball as the tight ends. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb has six for 50. Uh, Michael Gallup, three for 32. So Cooper really didn't have a day. Uh, None of the receivers for the Cowboys really had a day. As far as the Giants, Glennon was 13 for 24, 99 yards, three interceptions. And then Fromm, which is the quarterback from Georgia, I believe, Mm, uh, he was 6 for 12 for 82 yards. They really didn't have anything as far as rushing. Barkley only was 15 carries for 50 yards. Um, Booker had 8 carries for 74 yards. He actually outperformed Saquon Barkley. Do you think Barkley is going to be a bust? He's talented.
1: You see the talent. But is he going to be a bust? Because at the end of the day,
0: he ain't putting any numbers He's up. He's on the wrong team. I think that got to be it. He's on the wrong team. Somebody's not using him. If Eli had three, four more years when Barkley got there, Mm -hmm. I felt like it would have been different. Because Eli Manning, no matter if people like him or not, he won games. He did. He did what he was supposed to do. He did his job. And I felt like to be able to still implement a passing game that's actually a threat and then hand it off, Mm -hmm. you got something. But I feel like he's absolutely on the wrong team. Um, I feel like if he was to move, I don't know necessarily where to, but if you give him Jonathan Taylor's offensive line in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. I feel like Saquon would be more explosive than Jonathan Taylor. I mean, if you give me the offensive line with the Colts, I might be explosive. You talking about T. Cop today? Yeah, T. Cop today. That offensive line, good. You know, I heard you grunting going up the stairs the other day, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're making those noises. So, I mean, but you, you're probably right. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Like, but I, I hope he. I guess he's gonna fall into that category if he doesn't move on and, and spark something. And then he had on. the injuries early on too. Mm-hmm. I mean I feel like what he tore an ACL uh or but, something like that a year to me, ago. I feel
1: like that's all part of being a
0: bust. It is. Injuries piling
1: up on you. Remember the kid that played basketball, uh Ogden Odin. Odin from Ohio
0: State. Yeah,
1: you see how hype he how much hype he had coming out. Yeah.
0: so he, he got just, to the league one injury. Injury, injury, injury. You know, it was just those micro fractures or something like that he got. Yeah.
1: You know, so I, I hate to see this about uh Saquon. About Saquon. I'm not saying he is a bust yet, but you yeah. know it. It's going in that direction. It's definitely trending that way.
0: And I hate it for him too, because he was an electrifying player his rookie year. Yeah. And as far as coming out of college. So we'll see how that goes, man. I mean, hopefully, maybe. I mean, I'll take him over Zeke. You'll take him over Zeke because you're tired of seeing Zeke. Absolutely. Tired of seeing Zeke. (laughs) I mean, he need a haircut. You know what I mean? Like, did you see the Cowboys jerseys have pockets in the front of them? I didn't notice. Like that. They got a pouch in front of them. I, don't, I, I didn't know that was something
1: that they did in the league. You know what? That yeah. might honestly, the quarterbacks used to have that.
0: Yeah, in the jersey, built in the yeah, jersey. In the jerseys,
1: that way you don't have to have the hand warmer.
0: Well, that makes sense. Yeah, make a lot of I mean, sense. I've never seen that before until until this weekend. But you know, let's move on to who we got. The Titans and the Steelers. The Steelers won nineteen to thirteen. I'm still not a fan of the Steelers. I, I mean, I just really never been uh, a fan of watching them play. What did you think about this game? I think the Steelers are hanging on. <laughs> they're hanging on. They they I mean, they're led by a veteran. What, what
1: is their record if you don't mind? The
0: Steelers are 7 and 6 and
1: 1. 7-6-1. 7-6-1. They're still in this playoff hunt. And truthfully, truthfully they're still in the hunt to win their division. Yeah. You know, that division's still wide open. We
0: talked about it last week. That division is wide open. So I don't I don't know, Biggie. I mean the Titans are sitting at nine and five. Roethlisberger was sixteen for twenty five, one forty eight. His numbers are just staying low as they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is with him, but obviously I know he mentioned this as his last year. And I feel like I'm glad that he's saying that. It might be a good thing that his numbers are staying so low. Honestly. I mean they're getting wins. They are getting wins. I mean, but they have no rush game. I mean, the defense is basically winning these games for them. Yeah. I mean, Najee Harris had twelve carries for 18 yards. The next was one for ten. Next was one for seven. Then Roethlisberger three times for zero. So let's talk
1: the Titans. How do you lose this game then? How do you, if you're the Titans, how do you lose this game? You're only missing that guy, the running back. Four turnovers that to do it That'll do it, <laughs> four no That'll do uh, it. <laughs> they had uh,
0: 201 rushing yards the titans did uh-huh 201 rushing yards 117 passing 318 to the steelers 168 total offense and still get beat and still get beat they had 22 first downs to steelers 12 they were 8 for 18 on third down to steelers 2 for 11 they had 78 total plays to steelers 45 they gave up 4 sacks to the steelers 3 they punted 3 times to the steelers 5 they had seven penalties for 70 yards. Steelers had five for 30. Three fumbles lost and an interception thrown. They had 19 more minutes with the ball than the Steelers did. And still get big. Turnovers. Turnovers. Four That'd, of them will lose a game for you. That'd they do absolutely it. should not have lost. Gotta do it. Absolutely should not. I mean, now let's go back to Tannenhill. I mean, 23 for 32, 153 in the interception. Deforming 22 carries from 108. He actually had a great day as far as running the ball for that team. So. Yeah. Um, as far as those turnovers, I mean, you sit here talking about fumbles, man. That's rough. That's rough. Three of them? That's crazy. I mean, how do you you can't coach that? That's not on coaching, that's on the players. the players that's ball security. Uh, ball security is one of the main things in football that you absolutely have to have no matter what. Uh let's jump over to the Jets in Miami. Dolphins take a victory 31 to 24. Um, <laughs> speak on it. Truthfully, the only reason why I was like, you know what?
1: Let's talk about this game. Of course, nobody wants to see the Jets. Nobody wants to talk about <laughs> Miami. Let's be real. But you got to take your hat off to Miami. They don't want seven games in a row. And it's, they flying under the radar. They're seven and seven now. Exactly. They don't want seven in a row. Or was it no? It was six in a row? No, seven in a row. Because they started out one
0: and seven. So six in a row. Nah, they're on a streak. Let's they're just on a say streak. They're on, on a, like a streak. It's yeah. unheard of for a team that started off the way they did. Yes. And literally nobody respects the Miami Dolphins. And like I said, the only person I know is uh my man Connor Duke is the only Miami mm-hmm. fan that I know. And you sit there and look at the numbers. Again, we go back to the rushing yards. They rushed for one eighty three, Miami did. They threw for one ninety six, three seventy nine total to the Jets two twenty eight. Um they're they had- balanced. It was it was there very equal. They were five for twelve on third down, two for three on fourth. Seventy plays. They out time possession was ten minutes more than the Jets, and they had three turnovers to one turnover and still were able to pull off the victory. Is Tua was starting to show that he's the quarterback they we thought he was. I mean, I mean, well, what he was coming out of college before that hip injury, he was sixteen for twenty seven, one ninety six, two touchdowns, two interceptions, nothing special. But is he turning around? Do they stick with two or do they draft?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I, I think, know they
0: was talking about drafting, but I don't really know what the draft class is looking like.
1: I don't either. If you do draft the quarterback, which would be fine, I'm not going to draft the quarterback early. I might try to get a quarterback in the later rounds. Mm-hmm. But what two is doing? Like they don't want seven in a row. Can't argue it, right? You can't argue it. I mean, I understand. I mean, you want your quarterback to be a certain way, but at the end of the day, your quarterback got to win games, and it's hard to win seven games in a row. It's yeah. hard to win two games in a row, and they don't pull it out seven. I don't know. I think you hold on to him. But if you draft a quarterback, it'll be a later round. I'm not going to spend a lot of money on a quarterback. And I got a first rounder that's starting right now, and we on a seven-game win streak. Yeah. You Depends can, on how he finishes the season out.
0: For sure. And you got people arguing that he's the most accurate quarterback Based off numbers and stuff like that. Could so, be. I mean, sitting like that, they're saying that he's one of the more ac- accurate quarterbacks in the NFL this year. So, I mean, maybe he's turning it on. Maybe he's figuring it out. I mean, he's gotten famous. I mean, he's in the gym working out with Will Smith these days. Oh, wow. yeah, I not <laughs> know that. I don't know how that happens. But, <laughs> you know, Will Smith's been working out with him in the gym. I don't know how if that's his motivation or what. I don't know. Uh, they are but, in Miami. Um, they're in Miami. You, you have the Lions and the Cardinals and the terrible Lions jumped on the Cardinals and beat them 30 to 12 and it is basically letting us know they were who we thought they were the, the Cardinals and say and we let them off <laughs> the Cardinals are definitely going the wrong direction right now they're sitting yeah. at 10 and 4 which is a, still a solid record cuz mm-hmm. they started so strong but now the Lions are 211 and 1 now after beating them Kyler Murray was 23 for 41 way too many incompletions 257 a touchdown interception Colt McCoy actually came in and went 6 for 9 for 56 yards um I don't know what the deal is, man. They have all of this talent in the world. I don't know what it is. I think
1: this is the reason why they had the best record in the league and they were still flying under the radar. We talked about it a little bit last week. Nobody really believed that the Cardinals – I mean, don't get me wrong. The Cardinals are a good team. Mm -hmm. But nobody really believed that the Cardinals was really or is really legit. Right. Because, again, they really haven't played anybody. They haven't beat anybody that was – a good team, really. You know, uh, they had it, like we talked about it before, they had a chance to beat the Packers on the goal line. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ the
0: Green. They, yeah. didn't,
1: they didn't win. At the end of the day, they didn't win. So no matter, I don't care about how close it
0: was, they didn't win. You know, so they, they're they not proving anything. They're not. In the game, looking at numbers and stuff like that, they were pretty much even across the board. They really just got beat. The defense let them down. Jared Goff had a career day. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a great game, and he's reminded me of the younger version of him when he came out kind of lightening it up a little bit. I mean, he was 21 for 26, 216, three touchdowns. I mean, you're talking five incompletions. Now, obviously, he's not throwing the ball down the field like that, mm-hmm. but that's fantastic. Then Reynolds rushed 26 times for 112, uh, which is a great day rushing the ball there, and then they spread the ball around to where they had eight different receivers catch a pass. So... I ain't gonna here and that like they figured it out. I mean, they're still two eleven and one. So, <laughs> but, but
1: okay. I mean, that was your guy that's the coach there, right? Dan Campbell. Yes, it's my guy. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something though. I'm proud of the of the uh, the Lions, and the reason why I say that's because regardless of what their record was, there was never an easy win. You know, you yeah, got they, yeah, you got some that. teams yes. that that they got terrible records, and they getting their tail toe up every single weekend. It's mm-hmm. the difference between getting beat and getting your tail toe up. Yeah. They was just getting beat. Like, teams was beating them by, like, three points, a touchdown. They was in every game. So, it seems like now they're figuring something out. How to finish it.
0: Exactly. How to finish it. I mean, again, they're still 2-11-1. Yeah. But, but it's definitely a game the Cardinals should not have lost looking mm-hmm. on paper, Period. Like, I, I just, I mean, and the Lions took <laughs> advantage of an opportunity and they succeeded. So it is what it is. Now, yep. you jump on to look at the Panthers and the Bills. The Panthers are still going the wrong direction. The Bills take a victory 31-14. to 14. Cam Newton, again, turned the ball over some more. Um, he accounted for two touchdowns. He was 18 for 38. Again, 20 incomplete passes. That's not it. That's not 156 it. yards pass and a touchdown and an interception. But he also rushed the ball 15 times with 71 yards and a touchdown. So in all actuality, we talk about how things aren't right. But right now, he's the best thing on that team on the offense. You know what? And I'm sitting here thinking about it.
1: Even when Sam Donner was playing, is it so much of and, like, I've been on Cam a lot in, in an organization about them starting Cam. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to look at it, and I'm starting to wonder, is it really Cam
0: that's doing bad, or is it his supporting cast? Name somebody else on the team on offense other than McCaffrey and DJ Moore. That's it. That's what I'm saying.
1: Is it is it the quarterback position? Because Sam Darnold was struggling too without McCaffrey. You know, so is it the quarterback position, or is it Cam, or is it really they just don't have the talent down there? Besides McCaffrey, is it coaching?
0: Man, you know what I mean? Is it coaching? All of these guys are NFL players. All of them are elite. Yeah, let's be real. Everybody is a is a man out there. That's the truth. So at the end of the day, you sit there and look at it. It has to go into some coaching. To a certain extent, they don't. Maybe they haven't figured out how to use their pieces. Mm-hmm. Then they get Sam Donald hurt, and it throws a curveball. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey's gone. Mm-hmm. It throws a curveball. The adjustments that need to be made. Every coach is not a good adjustment coach. That's true. Some coaches know how to prepare, but at halftime or on the moment, on the fly, they don't really know how to do mm-hmm. the X's and O's to make it uh, transfer to the field. And and that's a major thing. It's just like a lot of guys like even for you, you're coming out, you're way more knowledgeable about the game as far as that NFL game. Mm -hmm. But you're going to spend 10 years in the league. I'm out here coaching football. When you come home, I can be the better coach at that moment because I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. Now, you got to take your knowledge and learn how to teach it. And once you get it, then we can be equal. So it doesn't always transfer, Mm -hmm. you know, what you know and how you know something to a field. You know, you got it down packed, but I can know the very first camp we did, I could do the camp a little bit different and then now you got it smooth sailing flowing. You've been doing it for some years now. Mm-hmm. But it, you would think NFL coaches would know how to adjust. I think they know how to adjust. Then what's, what are we lacking? I think you're lacking talent. You think it's talent? I feel I like Carolina's always lacked talent. I think it's talent. Do, as a, You've been in a league, and you've been a free agent before. Do people even look at Charlotte as a place to want to land? I did my last year. That's because it's home. Yep. But – not really. I mean, I've always felt like watching a Carolina Panthers game on TV always looked mm-hmm. uh, It looked like it was very poorly produced or it just didn't look the same. You know I don't what think I mean?
1: you have a lot of people that want to play with Cam. Honestly, receiver-wise, I know for me when I look at him, I mean, he's a good athlete. I'm not taking anything from him. What I don't like is the fact his throwing motion. <laughs> As a quarterback, everything he throws a bullet. Everything. I don't think he have good touch. But that's just my personal opinion. Now, I don't know what I mean,
0: you're a receiver,
1: what I mean, others think.
0: Your opinion is pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a wide receiver, you should know. Yeah, you know. but
1: I mean, that's just, I don't know. Cam Newton doesn't do it for you. No, you don't. Never did it for Never you. Never did it. What about in college? I didn't really watch him like that in college. Well, he was too busy. He yeah. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> so you know. was too busy working. But He just do not do it for me at the quarterback position, but I like him as a football player, if that makes sense. He's a football player, he's a baller. I just don't like him at a quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) So should he have pulled a Terrell Pryor and went to receiver? Nope. I think he's at the perfect place he needs to play. Yeah, He's a good football player, but I just don't like him at quarterback. But I don't think he transitioned to any other place. I think he's a quarterback. It's it's hard. I know this sounds confusing, what I'm saying. I like him as a football player. I don't like him as a quarterback. But – He shows his talent and his ability at the quarterback position better than he would any other position. I got you. If you can understand that, I'm
0: following. I'm following. I'm tracking. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So we jump over here to the Broncos and the Bengals game. The Bengals won 15 to 10, which is another victory for them. Uh, We said it. I feel like they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I mean, the Bengals are now sitting at what are they um, eight and six, Mm -hmm. which is pretty much it's wide open in that division. you know, you said it. the Broncos are now 7-7. Seven seven. Burrow was 15 for 22, 157 in a touchdown. Joe Mixon rushed for 58 yards on 17 carries. Uh, they spread the ball around to about six, seven different receivers, man. So they're getting the ball out there. They're doing what they need to do. They're winning games. Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves was 12 for 22 for 98 yards. Nothing special. They run game was somewhat non-existent over there as well. It's just a game that basically came down to time of possession, and turnovers, essentially. I mean, one turnover for the Broncos, and that's the difference in the game. There we go. You know, you score off a turnover. So, nothing really special about that game. Um, other than just saying the Bengals are still putting it together, starting to figure out how to win they games at it the out. end. Even though things aren't working perfectly in the game, they're finishing it. Now, we jump to the Packers and the Ravens. Packers get the 31-30 to victory. Uh, we had a Two-point conversion called where I saw there was a lot of controversy with that call. A lot of people think that uh, the head coach for the Ravens shouldn't have done it. What do you think? No, I think he's absolutely
1: correct to go for two. Uh, And this is the reason why. Because at the end of the day, with the game on the line, do you have a better chance of beating the Packers and going into overtime with them, a full overtime with them? Do you think you got a better chance to beat the Packers Going to overtime with them, or do you got a better chance to beat the Packers right now, right here on the two yard line?
0: You got it right here, right now. Right here, right now on the two Aaron yard Rogers line. Just too good, exactly,
1: to go to overtime with him. So that call to go for it was amazing. Now the play call was terrible, terrible. <laughs> you know, so that is what that's my argument coming at with the play call. I like the fact that they went for it because I feel like you going. for – you trying to get 2 yards on the Packers right now, that's your best chance to beat them. Mm-hmm. But the play call was terrible. So that's that was my argument about. it. How do you like Huntley? I love Huntley. I do too. And look, I had some people that was that was saying, "Man, maybe Huntley need to run the offense and bring uh what's his name? Lamar Jackson is a package guy." That sounds crazy. <laughs> it sounds crazy. But it also sounds realistic because they throw the ball a lot better with Huntley, Mm -hmm. but the Ravens will not get to where they want to get to without Lamar Jackson on the field every single play. Right. He has to be on the field every single play. Now, what this is doing for Huntley is – He's auditioning. He's auditioning for other teams. Mm -hmm. He's getting paid. He might not get paid by the Ravens. He's getting paid. But he's getting paid. Somebody's going to pay him to come in and run their team.
0: They have to. I mean, at the end of the day, he was 28 for 40, 215, two touchdowns. But he also rushed the ball 13 times 73 and two more touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So he accounted for 28 points of the 30. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has, well, not 28, but, you know, he scored four touchdowns. That's that's very Lamar Jackson-ish. It, did you see his juke moves that last week <laughs> when he was running the ball? They highlighted a couple of his runs. And I was like, man, that is just, the kid is fantastic, man. I mean, you sit there and look at the stats. Honestly, the game was fairly even. Mm-hmm. And I think that experience of who we're he playing in overtime, mm-hmm. which is Aaron Rodgers, and any football fan can understand, you don't want to see Tom Brady in overtime. Aaron Rodgers in overtime, mm-hmm. Drew Brees at the time when he was still playing, mm-hmm. and probably Russell Wilson. You don't want yep. to see those guys in overtime. Yep, they're gonna figure it out. So, going for two, absolutely. What Coach Logan used to say: "You go for it every time." Yes, <laughs> East time. Carolina, you go for it every time.
1: Every time. I just don't like the sprint out play he ran. When you sprint out with a quarterback, especially on the goal line, it's not like these guys are. Or out in the field, and you got a lot of field to work with, where the guy that you throw into can actually make it seem like he's throwing the deep ball, mm-hmm. you know. So you're gonna run out of real estate. So when you're sprinting to that side, he can only do one or two things, you know. And then you, and then all the the defensive players are all running to that side, you know. So it's the cutback just is a terrible be, call.
0: But I, I feel like they were trying to put him in a position to run it in or throw it. I mean, ultimately that, that makes sense. I and mean, with his ability to run. It was like, okay, if everybody's covered. Essentially Packers played the play perfect. Yeah, they did. They played it perfect. They played it as an experienced defense. Um I would have loved to see them beat the Packers, but again, Packers are led by the, the what is the second or third quarterback GOAT. What do you think? Who would be the second? If he's not the second. True. Or Peyton. Payton.
1: Nah, you gotta give it to uh you gotta give it to Rodgers. Over I'm Peyton a, and I'm Drew. A Drew guy. I'm That's a Drew your guy, guy, too. That's I your am. boy. I'm going to say Drew number three.
0: Over Peyton. Mm, thinking about it now. It's huh? close. We're going to have to have that conversation next week. That's close. Jump on the Facebook. Uh, listeners, please jump on the Facebook page and, and, and give us your top five quarterbacks of all time. We'd we'll love to see that so we can have that conversation next week. But let's jump down to the next game. Who we got? We got the the Saints and the Bucks. <laughs> Speaking of two of those quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. The Saints win 9-0. to zero. Absolutely nobody can guess that that was going to happen. Now, Tom Brady has not beat the Saints since he became a Buccaneer, Mm -hmm. but nine to zero's first time being shut out in fifteen years, Tom Brady. And there's a lot of Tom Brady haters in the world, you know, Uh, and rightfully so. I mean, as they should. I get it. Some people hate him because he wins so much, Mm -hmm. but for him to lose nine to zero to a was it a Taysom Hill led team? Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) What do you? I mean, what do you? Do you ever envision? I mean. Tom Brady not scoring? This was a Taysom Hill-led team and a
1: Sean payton list team. Sean Payton wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, he was on uh, the COVID, a COVID list, right? list, so he wasn't even there. But I'm going to tell you, when I watched this game, the Saints just played way more physical. They knocked Godwin out of the game. That helps. They knocked Evans out of the game. That helps. They knocked Fournette out of the game.
0: That absolutely helps.
1: You know, so they left him with no weapons. And that's strictly because of how they played defense. They got back to what they do best, and they stopped the run, and they played physical, you know. And they got after Tom Brady with running man-to-man, and they front four or five guys getting after them.
0: Did work. They did work. I mean, basically the breakdown, it always comes back to, you know, we say rushing time of possession and penalties and turnovers. Well, they turn the ball over twice. Mm Mm-hmm. And clutch opportunities. They turn the ball over twice where you can slip up and win a game nine to zero. I still don't see how Tom Brady couldn't figure it out because we're so used to him figuring it out. But like you said, the weapons were taken away Mm -hmm. and bringing in guys where you can't necessarily have that same camaraderie with because the reps, a lot of people are saying the reps between the first team, second team, and third string positions drop off drastically Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to practicing in the NFL. So, you know, having second receivers and third receivers and your fourth down. I mean, literally, you're pulling your fourth guys off the bench that hadn't probably played much all year saying, hey, go be great. And it helps with them bringing Antonio Brown back. He's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they they asked Arians about it, about people giving them backlash, about bringing them back. and In Arians' to. fashion, he says, I don't give a S yeah. what y'all think, you know, mm-hmm. and – you know, I guess it's a little hypocritical because last year he said if he makes one mistake, he's out of here. And <laughs> he made a mistake, but obviously it's best for the team right now. So, mm-hmm. well, the Bucs lost to the Saints 9-0. to Whoop-de-doo. But now you got the Browns and the Raiders, the game they got rescheduled to Monday. Uh, the Raiders won that game 16-14. to uh, And we had that conversation last week about the quarterback position for the Browns. And is he the guy that can win games for them or – or not? I mean, is he a bust? I mean, I don't really – I mean, what is he? I mean, well, to the Browns' defense, they didn't
1: have Mayfield. They didn't have the backup to Mayfield. The Browns was playing with their third-string yeah, quarterback. Yeah, they had a lot of people out. They had yeah. Mullins at quarterback. Yeah, they was playing with their third-string quarterback. So, for them to almost win this game, because it came down to, I want to say, the last drive, uh, which Zay Jones made a huge catch Go Pirates. Uh, late in the game to, to put them in position. But, I mean – the Browns shouldn't have won this game, honestly. And, I mean, my hats go off to the Browns for even being competitive.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, when you missing that many guys, when you're playing with your third-string quarterback. They were missing a lot. Yeah, that is – that's
0: tough. It's unheard of. You know, so – Mullins didn't have a bad day, though. He was 20 for 30 for 147 in the touchdown. Yeah. Chubb ran the ball well 23 times for 91. So they were trying to control the clock to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And, it, again, I mean – Carr is more experienced as a starter. I mean, he was 25, 38, 236 in a the touchdown. Um, they rushed the ball with four or five different people. Marcus Mariota, which people have forgot about him. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, does he ever get another starting job, you think? Who do he play for now? He plays for the Raiders. <laughs> right? I mean, you no, forget about him. He don't. He's on the team. He's never going to get another one, huh? Not, not staying there. He got to be better than Cam. Or he might not be. He might not be. You know. He might not be. When, I, did did he ever kill it? No. Who was he with? Before? Yeah. Was it Tennessee, right? Tennessee? Yeah, he spent several years with Tennessee. Crazy, right? He's 28 years old. I mean, he got a lot of life left. He got a lot left. A lot left, so I. I just don't know. I don't know what the deal is with him. He definitely fell off the map. Like, I don't know where he'd go at to kind of rejuvenate his career. He has to get lucky. He literally is going to have to be on the couch somewhere and get called, and then he's going to have to have a Cam Newton situation. Had to Cam Newton, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> he, legit, it's going to have to be one of those. But he's going to have to perform at the end of the day. You know, Marcus Mariota, man, he had a lot of upside. You know, we jumped to the Bears and the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings won seventeen nine. You know, shout out Keith Stokes, Vikings fan. You know, but uh, I don't know, man. The Bears. They were being competitive. I felt like the way they played against the Packers, they should have had a better game against the the Vikings. But mm-hmm. the Vikings were short Thielen, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. They were short Thielen, so they were missing one of their weapons. But you know, the Bears are four and ten now. Vikings are seven and seven. And again, like these these games coming out to the end of the season are going to count more and more going towards these playoffs and. And how good the team is going to be. And a lot of people are saying that Kirk Cousins isn't the guy. The Vikings, I've been seeing that on social media. Uh, I mean, I think he threw for like 61 yards. 87. 87 yards. 87, two touchdowns and interception. Cook rushed 28 times for 90. Um, so he didn't have a, another day like he did last week. Uh, Jefferson, you know, um, it was cool to see him interact in pregame with mm-hmm. Randy Moss. I don't yeah. know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaching uh, Steve Young and Randy Moss how to do the gritty, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is pretty funny to see. But Jefferson had four catches, 47 yards, so he didn't light it up like he's been doing. He had a touchdown as well. Uh, and the Bears, I mean, you look at Justin Fields, 26 for 39, 25 and a touchdown. That's a solid day for him.
1: Look, I'm going to tell you something. This game to me is really not even about the Vikings. I watched this game. And the Bears is, is just the Bears have talent, but they are a bad team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Nagy should be fired after this season. That's just cold. Uh, I'm not even saying he's going. He should be fired because his team is so undisciplined. Uh, they beat themselves. They had nine all, penalties
0: for 91 yards all the time. They
1: yeah. beat themselves. Personal foul penalties, mm-hmm. like that type of stuff, right there, and penalties all the time. I put that on the discipline and the discipline of the coach making you understand these certain things can't happen.
0: At that point, though, didn't it become I'm a professional employee? You know what I mean? Like, aren't you as a grown man supposed to know these things in football?
1: Let me ask you something. Do you think a Bill Belichick team would be like this when no. it comes to all these penalties and personal foul penalties? Because Belichick sets the tone yeah. of what it should be like.
0: You're gonna get an example. Exactly. You do that twice, and we're gonna replace it. You. you know, so I feel like the fact
1: that Nagy is allowing this stuff to continue to go on, and they haven't, they're not fixing it, mm-hmm. they're losing games because mm-hmm. of penalties. Because of it, yeah. You know, so I feel like he definitely needs to be fired. Uh, and that's not hating on him, but I'm just looking at the fact that your team is very undisciplined.
0: Was Nagy one of your coaches at one time
1: in Kansas City?
0: Was he a good coach?
1: Uh, I wasn't with him that long there. Okay. okay, But he was okay.
0: All right. But like you said, they are hurting themselves. Nine penalties for 91 yards, and they also turned the ball over. They fumbled three times. Yeah. They lost three fumbles. So they're not going to win. And the third down efficiency, there was two for 12.
1: Yeah. And, and what's the quarterback name? The rookie? Justin Fields. Justin Fields is not going to be the guy that they want him to be with Nagy being the head coach. They got to get somebody else in there.
0: I'm thinking maybe try to bring in somebody that's under McVeigh over there at the Rams somebody that's underneath him and bring him to him as a young man and try to put that offense that they have over there with the Rams into his hands. I feel like it's possible, but you never know. And then you mm-hmm. have the Cowboys offensive coordinator who's getting a lot of looks as potentially being another head coach man, coming soon. I'm too. going
1: to Eric b the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. He's legit. That's what I'm going with. If I'm if I'm Chicago, I'm gonna go at him. If he'll leave. If he'll leave. He has a good situation there. He got a great situation. So
0: you know, so you know, we don't know where this is gonna go. But let's jump into these to T Cop's power rankings. Yeah, because this is all screwed up. this is CBS's power rankings and T Cop is gonna give his little flavor to it. Go ahead,
1: buddy. So listen up, you got the Packers sitting at number one at eleven and three. I'm fine with that. I am completely fine with the Packers being number one. You got the Bucks sitting at number two. At 10 and 4. You got the Patriots sitting at number 3 at 9 and 5. You got Arizona sitting at number 4 at 10 and 4. And you got the Chiefs sitting in at number 5 at 10 and 4. Now, if this is my
0: power ranking, it is. Let's go, t I'm switching.
1: I'm putting the Chiefs ahead of. All, all three of those teams that was in front of them. And I'm putting them in front of the Bucs. I'm putting them in front of the Patriots. I'm putting them in front of Arizona. The Chiefs are going to move to number two. The Chiefs have won like seven or eight games in a row. Mm-hmm. you know. So, And they just came off a win versus a good Chargers team. Yes. So I'm putting them at number two. And they're 10-4. So their their record shows they, could, they should be there. Uh, and plus the way they're playing and the hot streak they're on. The Bucs just got beat by a Saints team playing their third-string quarterback and no head coach. (laughs) I'm dropping the Bucs down to number three. All right. The Patriots just got beat. I'm dropping the Patriots down to number four. Arizona, truthfully, I'm taking – remember, Arizona's number four. So remember that right there, Arizona number four. Let's go to the other side. You got the Titans at nine and five, number six. You got the Cowboys at number 7 at 10 and 4. You got the Chargers at number 8 at 8 and 6. You got Rams at number 9 at 9 and 4. And you got the Bills at number 10 at 8 and 6. I'm going to take the number 9 Rams and put them over Arizona.
0: Jesus, you going to jump them that far? I'm jumping them. Why not? Oh, you been just playing... dropping, you're dropping Arizona down to, to what, like 8? But why wouldn't you drop Arizona? Oh, down? No, you're, you're right because they are going absolutely the wrong direction. You're yeah. talking power rankings. It's not. It's basically what have you done for me lately when yeah. it comes to power rankings? Yeah, and I'm, they haven't done much.
1: I'm getting Arizona out of the top. They out of the top, top five. Shucks. They out of the tops top eight. I yeah. may I I would still put the Cowboys at number seven.
0: Nah, you're chirping. They got to at least go to six. Yeah,
1: they're yeah, not. No, I'm talking about six. I'm looking right at the Titans. I'm looking at the Cowboys at number seven. At number six, I'll put them there. I'll bring Arizona and put them behind. I wouldn't disrespect them like that. I'll put Arizona at number seven.
0: So Arizona at seven, and you're jumping the bills into the top five? Yes. Okay. Yes. I like that.
1: That's what I would do. Because The Cowboys
0: that's are itching closer to the top five, though.
1: The Cowboys are itching up there because they're putting together wins regardless how they're winning. Yeah,
0: they don't they're get winning many games. style points. They do yeah. not get style
1: points whatsoever. Yep but but now nah, Arizona is out of my top my top 4 and I'm jumping the I'm jumping the Chiefs at number 2 over the Bucks
0: as you should I agree with that I agree with that for the, sure.
1: To me, the only the only team on this power ranking that deserves
0: their, their spot it's the Packers. is the Packers. At number one. At number one. Exactly what it should be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and my dad, he loves the Packers too. You know, ever since Jay Ross played for the Packers, yeah. my dad has been a full-fledged Packers fan. So <laughs> shout out to you, Pops. You know, uh Packers at 11 3 sitting at number one in the power ranking. So let's jump into you know our, our question of the day brought to us by Lightbox. Uh, using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price of $800 per carat. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift. They'll never want to take off price, so they won't have to. They really do make an outfit sparkle. Visit com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxdrewery.com. Hurry up, people. Christmas is almost here. Better get your rush orders in at Lightbox. So, question of the day, cop, is... About our bowl game experience. Bowl game experience. I played in one. I think you played in two. And then we both played in two senior bowl games, if you want to call them Mm -hmm. that. Uh, So I'm going to let you go first. Uh, Your bowl game experience, where were they at?
1: So my bowl game experience, one of them was in, uh, this is my freshman year. One of them was in Houston. We played against Texas Tech, the Gallery Furniture Bowl. Okay. And then the next bowl we played in. Marshall. Was against Marshall. Everybody know the classic mm-hmm. where uh, we was winning by I think like thirty six to eight at halftime, and they came back. We went to the score was, was like sixty something, like sixty
0: four, sixty one, or something yeah, like that.
1: Crazy game, but so the experience of it was amazing. But I'm gonna tell you a story about the bowl game. It's kind of a personal story, but this is why I love Dave Girard so much. Uh, to this day, if Dave Girard called me, T Cop, I need you to come do something for me. I'm always going to come to Dave and help him out regardless if he ever asks. So the bowl game was on, I forgot what date it was. I want to say like the 27th or something like that. Uh, December. In December. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still in college. My, my oldest son now, T. Cop Jr. that played for East Carolina, he was born on the 26th, so I, never, I didn't see T until he was two days old. Mm-hmm. Right, and now this is the twenty sixth of December, so we had rent due. Because <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm in college, so I got staying off campus, so I had rent due. Right,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I got rent due. Um, uh, my son was just being born. Christmas, the same thing, around that same mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and all I had was whatever money they gave us to go to the bowl game. So I'm like, it's like yo, one hundred
0: fifty dollars per yeah, or so, something like that. So I'm holding on to
1: every little thing down there because I'm at the bowl game like, yo, this money got to go towards something else. Like, I can't just be down here, you know what I'm saying, enjoying myself, going right. to scores. Well, that was when Houston, <laughs> going, going <laughs> to scores. But I couldn't do what everybody was doing. They was having a good time. Like I said, I'm like, dang, I got my rent due January 1st. Christmas is right now. My son just born. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, I don't have no money.
0: If I'm not mistaken, December we didn't get a full check, right? I don't think we did. No, we didn't get, get a, a full check in December. Like, no. so you had to have money from December to carry over yeah. to January to pay
1: January's it's rent. If I'm not mistaken. And Dave sure enough, I'm gonna tell you, Dave had after that last game he played in, he just signed his contract with his agent. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was going into the draft. And when I tell you, Dave broke me off with some money to take care of the stuff I had to take care of. And to this day, I don't know if people if y'all borrow money from people or get money from people that if, if you forget it, but I don't forget it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because what he did for me, when I tell you at that point in time, I was low, low. I didn't know where I was getting the money from. But for him to to do what he did for me, I would never forget that. And I always owe him for that. So that's my story with the bowl game.
0: I mean, it had absolutely nothing to do with the bowl game. It but, didn't, <laughs> but it was the bowl game. <laughs> just, it was yeah. the bowl game. <laughs> And I, I would say, so the one bowl game that I played when was the uh, com. Okay. And I would say probably one of the, the we speak about him all the time, our friend Tyrone Bell. Sick. Uh, Shout rest out Rest in sick. peace. Sick. Yep. You know, uh, he makes the trip, comes down, and we're going to hang out in the, the big mall that was connected to our hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were staying in a W or something like that, and there's a mall next door to it. and this guy is the life of the party wherever he is at. And for some reason, he always seems to know somebody wherever we've gone (laughs) in all of our travel, you know? So, we're around and someone just pops up and is like, sick! And yells it across the mall. (laughs) And then this guy comes up and they have a full 30-minute conversation. Uh And it's like, yo, do you know him? And he was like, never seen him in my life. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's, it's just hilarious. It's like, dude, you just legit had this conversation. But you know between that and I think our experience as far as the education side of it a mm-hmm. lot of times these coaches would do educational things where you had in Birmingham was where the game was at where they had that bombing of the church okay you had a lot of racial tension type history down there mm-hmm. and we got to experience some of that so it made me feel as if having that conversation with my parents about some of the racial things that they went through back in the day mm-hmm. you know it makes you be appreciative of Of what our parents have gone through Or what they had to deal with For we can have what we have today Yes Even though the world is not perfect But it's definitely a lot better Than what it is today You know what I mean? Exactly. Than than what it was back then So having those opportunities To learn those educational things And I spent time at the children's hospital Mm -hmm. I wasn't the athlete Chosen to to do the ESPN special I was the one that was chosen To go speak and read to the kids At the children's hospital Which was rewarding in itself
1: Can I ask you something? Go ahead Did you have to read a Dr. Seuss book? Because one of them books, one of the hardest books ever to read, (laughs) especially you got to read in front of kids. The the Places You Will Go. That's the name of the book. The Places
0: You Will Go go by Dr. Seuss. I know exactly what you're talking about. That book's so hard to read. In front of a bunch of people. Yeah. And you're sitting there trying not to be like, you know, you get this stereotype, (laughs) oh, he's just an athlete. He's not smart. And then you got to have in this book where the words and the flow is jumpy and all of this. He's just like crazy. I know exactly. (laughs) I definitely experienced that book over the years reading to kids. But, you know, a lot of, I did a more of, you know, interacting with the kids where we did a lot of playing. Yeah. And, you know, and it's such a rewarding thing. And it was actually, I was a little bitter about it because I was like, man, I want my opportunity to, you know, do the ESPN thing Mm -hmm. and be that. But I feel like I got more out of it visiting these kids, man. And literally, it's such an emotional thing. Like, I sit back and think about if my kid was ever in that situation, how broken down, I would be like, I don't know if I got that strength that these parents mm-hmm. are showing or the strength that these kids are showing the way they're smiling and they're going through some of the most traumatic things in these hospitals, man. And I would say if anybody ever has a opportunity after COVID to, to give some, some light and bring some joy to some kids at some uh, children's hospitals, please do so because I promise you, you'll probably get more out of it than the kids that you're going there to treat. So,
1: so true. it's,
0: it's, Man, I could go down the list. I mean, remember this little bitty girl, I can't remember her name, but it was terminal. Like, she mm-hmm. wasn't going to be able to to live, yeah. you know what I mean? And to see how happy she was, I'm not known as, we're from East Carolina and Alabama. These kids uh-huh. don't know who we are. Yeah, You know, but this little girl literally climbed all over me wanting to take pictures and just thought it was funny. Just the fact that I was huge and I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I still deal with that to this day. I'm yeah. a big guy. They call me Big E for a reason. Yeah. You know, so she's just climbing and wanting to take pictures and her mom was so appreciative, like crying the fact that I spent more time with her daughter than any of the other kids that was there. And I'm Dang. just like, you know, I, you don't. I mean, hell, I'm. My eyes might start sweating right now. Let us change the subject. You yeah, know what I mean? because that's I just, good stuff. Though these kids are they're beautiful people, man. And it's just like they got so much stuff to go through, man. It, my heart goes out to all of those kids that are dealing with life threatening issues, man. It's just unfair. Yes, life is just not a fair thing. So, but that's my bowl experience. Um, and speaking of that, let's jump into some of these bowl games that we've seen played so far. Yep. Uh, and their scores. I mean, we had the. Tail Greeter Cure Bowl, which i never heard of. Never heard of it. Uh, but uh, a, a fellow Carolinian team, Coastal Carolina, down in South Carolina, beat NIU 47-41. 40, you had the Bahamas Bowl, which I would be jealous if I didn't get an opportunity to go to the Bahamas to yep. play a football game. Yep. Why not, right? We had Middle Tennessee beat Toledo 31-24. to 24. Coach Stock,
1: great job. Is he still there? Coach Stock's still there. Coach Stock was our offensive coordinator my in senior In 03. Yep.
0: I remember. It he was got, Bobby
1: Good's uncle. Yep. Coach yeah, Stock that. got me in the league. He threw me that thing. He did. He threw me that rock.
0: What was the route you ran?
1: Shucks, I ran. Curl route. Give me a team. curl route. <laughs> Give me a curl route. Take it to 12. Come on back. <laughs> Give come me some on end back? cuts. Yeah.
0: He threw me that rock now. <laughs> he did. I, I, so I was talking to T-Cop. Uh, I was talking to T-Mo. Mm-hmm. Torrey Morris the other yep. day. And we were talking about if you had to come out and play right now, what routes are you going to run? I'm doing nothing in cutting. <laughs> You're not Tory. It's just like, I'm not cutting in nowhere. Look, Tory hitting it on the head. My my latter years
1: in the league, when we doing one on ones, I don't want nothing where I got to break down. Let me go go routes the entire time. I ain't feel like I, I couldn't break down like that. I, I won't try and give him none of that, especially early in practice. <laughs> no, sir. I gotta got to get loose. I got to get that, little, get that no, thing warmed up. Just give me a go
0: route. Man, I ain't got nothing. Just go get it. That's <laughs> That was it <laughs> exactly. So imagine how that goes You know And speaking of that Calvin Johnson I watched the documentary on him and He was basically saying He literally didn't have it In his ankles and his feet Didn't have that choppy thing Where he can break it down no more He I'm said it hurt so bad For real That he just
1: couldn't do it no more I'm telling you bro Like I I could not run Especially when we started in a one on one Because one on one Is kind of earlier in practice Curl routes In cuts Comebacks Don't give me none of that Go route Q- Q- QB, go. That's all I was let Q, I'm running to go. That's it. It's a straight sprint. <laughs> straight sprint. I, I ain't got to break down.
0: I ain't mad at it at all. You know? <laughs> so we jump over to the Boca Raton Bowl where you had Western Kentucky versus App State. They beat App State 59-38, to 38, which is not a showing that App State you would think would have. But nonetheless, they lost. Uh, Celebration Bowl, you have South Carolina State versus Jackson's – was it Jackson's? Jacksonville State, Jackson State, Jackson, which one? Deion Sanders, school. Jackson State, Jackson State. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they got caught up in all of the hype with uh with everything? Jackson State losing thirty one to ten. I
1: think right now Jackson State is still trying to become. Right. I think Deion Sanders is doing an amazing job of highlighting HBCUs mm-hmm. and also getting people coming to Jackson State. Right. You know, but
0: they're not there yet. You know, and if I ain't mistaken. South Carolina State was like seven and four, they were like 11 and Didn't two. they beat Florida State? I mean, I mean the kid that tried oh, was to that, propose and all that was that, that was Florida that, uh, all messed up. Was that uh South Carolina, Carolina State, State or was it Jacksonville sure. State? I'm not sure, I'm, I'm gonna say Jacksonville State, but I'm, I'm, I really don't recall it too much. All I remember is that boy. Getting engaged after they lost. I'm still upset with him about that. (laughs) I would have told him to get in the transfer portal if he wasn't a senior. But but I
1: think (laughs) Jackson State, I think they're on the right track. I just think that he has to continue to do what he's doing. How many years is he going to stay there? I think he stays there forever. I think he stays there forever because he means so much more to the HBCU community, to not just the HBCU community. He just means so much more to – just football in that region where he can actually build kids up. Mm-hmm. I want, I don't think he ever be an NFL coach. I don't think he wants to. That's, that's the reason. I say he can't do it because I don't think he, he wants to do it. I think he likes being where he's at where he can actually mentor kids yeah. and develop kids on his own, you know, and – He's gonna do something huge down there. I mean, man. are they
0: able to pay him what he's worth, or you just think he's getting his money through the endorsements? Endorsements. Like, so like, he really so like, doesn't need their salary. He he understands
1: the resources that HBCUs are limited to. He yeah. understands that. That's why he's trying to bring so much awareness to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so the money part of it, but he's doing endorsement deals. Think about it. He don't have to go to a um a, a big time school and coach. He's doing commercials with Nick Saban. This is true. You know what I'm saying? And he's in each commercial he's doing. He's bringing that HPU feel in it, where he got the band in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he just always co- constantly putting HBCU on on notice, on in the spotlight. And he's doing these commercials with Nick Saban. He don't have to work with Nick Saban to get these commercials. He don't have to go to a different place to get these commercials. He can get them right way yet. And he's doing it with the top dog, Nick Saban. You know, so I think he stays right where he's at, and I think he's going to be a future Hall of Famer down there.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I think he's big on legacy. Yeah, I think he's big on legacy, and he's already got the NFL legacy. He has the the Florida State legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody mentioned you think Florida State is mad at flipping that commit with the number one DB? <laughs> Probably think, was, but that's part of the deal. <laughs> it's part of the game, it's right? Part of it. And, uh, so, I, I do you think HBCUs are going to start seeing a trending thing where these top athletes go? I think it
1: takes a guy like Deion Sanders, mm-hmm. and it takes a guy like the number one uh, recruit to flip. Now, when you get the guy like that flipping, he trusting it, you're going to have other guys going to start to flip that way. Yeah. They're going to start to flip. So
0: And then you have, what, Eddie George, he took over a team. Mm-hmm. And then you had, uh, what's the guy that used to coach the Browns? Short guy. Hugh okay. Jackson. Hugh Jackson, he went down there to a team. And you know, and I'm gonna be honest with you. And, and we always have this controversy of African American coaches in the NFL. I'm all about them going HBCU route and bringing that that skill set and that knowledge yeah. to that and and being able to build the HBCU route. Would you ever have gone to HBCU when I came out of
1: college? Mm-hmm. When I came out of high school, my mom wasn't there to go there. It wasn't there, right? It we wasn't didn't, there. You didn't know much about it. Didn't either. know much about it. And plus, I felt like. And shucks, when you look back on it, East Carolina's a, a big party school as well. But I just felt like, you know, I wouldn't made it at a HBCU. I understand because I just I who knew you my, were. I your, knew who your, my weaknesses were. Your, your I, exactly. makeup at that time it wasn't right. I, I wouldn't. I couldn't make it.
0: I understand that completely. And, and me personally, I think I had an opportunity to, um, but I'm glad at the decision that I made for sure. Mm-hmm. But moving down the road, like if my son or my daughter. Potentially can play a sport down the road. Mm-hmm. I would be open to it based, based on, on how it. they're growing, Definitely. how these schools are growing, and stuff like that. So let's jump to the next one. We had the the New Mexico Bowl. Fresno versus UTEP was UTEP would be a, a former and future opponent of East Carolina coming up. Fresno won thirty one to twenty four. The Independence Bowl you had UAB again, who will be coming a, a opponent of East Carolina University coming soon versus BYU. UAB beat BYU thirty one to twenty eight. Um, we had the Lending Tree Bowl. Where Liberty played Eastern Michigan, Liberty beat them fifty-six to twenty. Okay, Liberty. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, which is shocking to me that somebody has a bowl game named after a person. You know, Jimmy you Kimmel, made it. You made it. You know, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Utah State beat Oregon State twenty-four to thirteen. The R.N.L. Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Louisiana beat Marshall, uh, which Marshall is a, a. That was a home game for Louisiana. That's unfair for <laughs> sure. And Louisiana won 36 to 21. The Myrtle Beach Bowl down in South Carolina. Tulsa beat Old Dominion 30 to, 7, 30 to 17. So it's cool to see how many people that ECU will be playing or mm-hmm. has played or be coming up with. We start playing that are in bowl games. Yeah. So as much as we say, hey, this route looks a little easier for ECU with this conference changing, in all actuality, all these teams are bowl eligible team, so it's going to be extremely competitive. True. You know, and does speak that we're playing in a later bowl, so it does say, hey, we had somewhat of a better season or better team because we don't play until the 27th as mm-hmm. far as East Carolina against Boston College. I think that game is Monday at 2.30 Twenty seven, in Annapolis, so mm-hmm. tune in, make that trip, my people, if you can, to to watch the Pirates play. But again, it's going to be very competitive, American Athletic Conference moving forward. the Team names might not be as flashy. flashy yeah. But as far as it takes you back to the old Conference USA days when you had the Southern Miss, the Louisville, the Cincinnati, East Carolina, the UAB, everybody was kind of just thrown in there and just like, who's going to win, who's going to win? You don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. You have no clue. But, it, you know, it is what it is. Myrtle Beach, not Myrtle Beach, but uh, what is it? What's our bowl game? The Military, military Bowl. bowl. Uh, in Annapolis is going to be on Monday, the 27th, East Carolina versus Boston College at 2.30 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. Tune in, support our pirates, my people. Uh, please support them, all listeners that are our pirate fans. Please support it any way that you can. But that's pretty much all I got today, T-Cop. What you got, buddy? Man, that's it, man. Well, again, the warroom ENC at yahoo.com. Uh, send your emails, questions, questions of the day. Let us answer your question of the day for sure. Uh, IG, we're TWR underscore ENC. Twitter, we're at TWR underscore ECU. Uh, We have a lot of action that's on our Facebook page. Ask your questions. Hit the inbox. Make any suggestions that you guys want to hear and want to talk about. But that's episode 16, my friend, and we are out. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas to all. Um, I hope your holiday is great. I hope you get gifts. And please, go out and give a gift to somebody that's less fortunate. Don't always think about yourself. Be an unselfish person and give in the holiday season. But that is it, my friends. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week.